you glad that He's the God of all of our days? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all so much. You bless us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your ministry so much. God is a good, good God. And the closer that I, that I get to Him, the more I realize how much better He is to me than I ever dreamed possible. Amen? I, I thought He was good before, but I didn't realize and understand how good He is. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, Don and I, as we were praying together last night here at the church, uh, uh, we kept getting the same phrase over and over in our heart for tonight's service. And, the, and, and what we kept hearing by the Spirit of the Lord was, Will you give audience to the King? Will you give audience to the King? And, and I, I want you to think about that. And I, I want you to turn with me to the book of Colossians. And we're going to use a, a text that we preached out several times. But this is a completely different message. But I want to use this text uh, to show us what is possible when we give audience to Jesus as the King. Amen? And uh, uh, we're going to look at seven steps that you and I uh, can learn from the Old Testament that will take us to a place where we're complete in Jesus and where we realize and understand that we can pull from the Word of God, pull from Jesus, uh, the, the, the fulfillment of God's plan in and for our lives, but the fruition of every promise to be able to live out of this Bible instead of live out of our situation. Amen? So, um, I, I want you to just... Let that roll over in your spirit. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Let's read uh, verses 8, 9, and 10. Colossians chapter 2, uh, for sake of time, we'll read verses 8, 9, and 10. If you're there, say amen. Verse number 8. Beware, lest any man, any person, spoil you, lead you away through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men... After the rudiments, pardon me, the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Think about Jesus said he he said that the, the scribes and the Pharisees they would made void the word of God by teaching the traditions of men. So it's it's easily it can easily happen inside of a church, inside of our own life. Beware lest any man spoil you through the philosophy and the vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, for in Jesus, for in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse number 10. And ye are complete. Say he's talking to me. And ye are complete in him, in Jesus, in Christ, which is the head of all principality and all power. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Thank you for being here tonight. Now, you say, well, how does that tie in with what the Spirit of the Lord was saying last night? Well, this is how it ties together. See, when you and I, when we sit down in audience of, 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 of a situation, of a circumstance, when we're sitting there, we're pulling from whatever we're we're in the view of when we're in the uh, in in the earshot, if you would. So, if you're watching television, if you're looking at something on the internet, uh, if you're reading a book or whatever, 
uh, it may be you're giving audience to that, and your your focal point is is in that direction. And so, uh, we need to remind ourselves that we are what the Bible says we are, that we don't have to be looking outside of ourselves. We need to look to Jesus inside of us and let His Word have the foremost, uh, first and last say of who we are, what we can do, and, and all the things about this life. So we are complete in Him. So we need to give audience to that. You realize that there's the Rolling Stones, uh, and I only mention this because it just it, it, it come to my mind. I saw that they're they're in concert this month, and the the cheapest ticket you can get to a Rolling Stones concert is one hundred and thirty seven dollars. And if you average the tickets, they go much higher than that. But if you average them, the average ticket is three hundred and seventy three dollars to see a rock concert. But yet, you and I, we can sit down and open up our heart, and we can give audience to the King. The Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, at any time, and it costs you and I nothing, though it costs Him everything for us to have that opportunity. Amen? So what a blessed group of people we are. So we want to be able to give audience to Him and let Him tell us who we are and let Him tell us what we can do. Let Him set the parameters of our life. You and I, we're not uh, happy because of what's going on in the world, but we're full of joy because who's in us? The King of the world... The king of the universe lives in you, lives in me, amen? We have, we're not in the place of fear because the one who loves us so much sent his word to put us in the place of faith, amen? All of these things, we've got to combat everything that we're seeing and feeling with the truth of the word of God. Now notice, uh, jump up here and read in chapter 1 before we get to where we want to go. Colossians 1 and 9. Paul is praying for the church at Colossae. He's praying for you and I because the epistle is written to all of us in the dispensation of grace. And look what he says. Uh, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and desire his, uh, the very, the, the rare, very uh, thing that he's calling those things that be not that though they would be. He said our desire is that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So what, what does he want us to be filled with? The will of God. And it's the will of God that we see ourselves complete. We're not having to run to and fro. We're not having to look uh, somewhere for the answer. We, we look to the source inside of you, inside of the believer. Amen? Look at verse um, 19 for a second witness, just for a quick, where you can make a mental note of it and pull it out of your spirit later and let your soul be renewed by that truth. Colossians 1.19, For it pleased the Father that in Him, in Christ, in Jesus, should all fullness dwell. See, where are you dwelling at? You're the body of Christ. He's the head. You're the body. So there is a fullness inside of you and I. So we've got to learn how to tap into that rather than to tap in everything that's going on around us. Amen? All right. So let me just show you the direction that I feel the Lord would have us to go. Go with me to... Um, you can read this in Matthew or you can read it in Luke. But let's, let's see where Jesus is talking about uh, the queen of... Uh, of the south, the queen of Sheba, in Luke chapter 11. I just want to read one verse. This is where Jesus is talking about the people are looking for a sign, and it's an evil generation that looks for a sign that just can't take God at His word. Uh, and so you and I, thank God for signs and wonders, but, but thank God that we have a believing heart. But I just want to read this because this is where we're going. We're going to the Old Testament. 
uh, to 1 Kings chapter 10 in a minute. And we're going to look at the seven steps that will bring you to this completeness. But let's look at where Jesus brings her to the New Testament. In uh, Luke uh, 11.31, The queen of the south, this is the queen of Sheba, The queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost, uh, Matthew says the uttermost, parts of the earth. Why? To hear the wisdom of Solomon. And Jesus said, And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. So, in other words, uh, you know, she uh, is of... Sheba was the grandson of, uh, of Cush, and, and so she's in that, in that lineage of Noah. And, um, and you, can, you can look at the, the history of them. But anyway, she was the queen, and she made this pilgrimage to go to where the king was. See, she was given audience to the, to the king because she had heard about his wisdom and his understanding. Well, you and I, we need to learn how to give audience to the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, and all things. And so I read that to take us to, to, so, to show us how the old and the new ties together perfectly. So let's go uh, to the book of 1 Kings. And let's let this come together. 1 Kings chapter 10. Let me read tell you why she came there. Let's start in verse 23, and we're going to jump back to the first of the chapter. Now, just bear with me. This is going to be good. If you'll, if you'll hear it, you're, you're going to leave here. You're going to have faith percolating in your spirit. You're, you're, you're going to be seen by the Word of God instead of seen by everything else. Amen? Look at verse 23. So King Solomon, 1 Kings 10, 23. So King Solomon exceeded some of the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. Now, King Solomon is a type of Jesus Christ. He's a type and a shadow. He is the son of of David, and, and uh, so you, to understand how everything that's written in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow to teach us and help us to understand the New Testament. So I, I want you to see that. So uh, as he is a type of Christ, we've got to see that Jesus is the big K of the little Ks, the King of Kings, amen? He's the big K. And so uh, when she, she heard about Jesus. Right now, we're in a place right now where the, the book of Amos tells us that there's going to be a famine in the last days, and the famine is not for food. It's for hearing the Word of God. We're in it right now. I, I mean, have you seen some of these deals where they, uh, there's some people that I follow that they go on the street and they just ask simple Bible questions? And you'd be amazed at how little people know about the Bible. I mean, Bible characters that you and I have grown up with, they don't have a clue who they are or how they can um, minister to their life. They, they don't know. And so we're in that dispensation right now. We're in this generation uh, that does not appreciate, does not understand, doesn't have a hunger or desire for this Word. So you and I, we've got to come back and we've got to say, wait a minute, there's a, there's a group of people out there that don't know Jesus as King. But I'm going to have an audience with Him I'm going to let him show me how complete I am in him where I can live my life in a way that will provoke them to jealousy. That's what Paul said in the book of Romans. He said that the church, God is going to bless the church in the time of grace to provoke the Jews to bring them back to that place they're supposed to be. You and I, were supposed to live in and out of that understanding. So look what it says, verse 24. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom which God had put in his heart. So uh, you and I, we've we got to say that we know that all wisdom comes from God 
And we know that we can be full of whatever we give audience to. So we need to make sure that we'll give an audience to this word. We need to sit down and say, Lord, what do I need to be filled up with to be successful today? What would you want me to be full of to be successful this week, this month, the rest of this year? What do I need to be reading? Thank God we can read the Bible anytime we have freedom, we have liberty to do that. But it's not what we read, it's what the Holy Ghost inspires to us. Because there's a season for everything that you're going through in life, and you need a word for that season. That's what we were worshiping the Lord about, right? And so we want to let Him do that. So let's, let's back up to the, the first, verse, first verse in this 10th chapter. And let's see some things. And let's look at these seven steps and let's apply them to our own life. Amen? First Kings chapter 10, verse number 1. And when the queen of Sheba, this is the one that Jesus was talking about there in the Gospel of Luke. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord. Think about it. She came to prove him with hard questions, with dark sayings, with puzzles, with conundrums. In the Hebrew, in other words, she wanted to ask him uh, every question she ever had because she heard of him. See, right now there's so many people that they go to fortune tellers. They call one nine hundred numbers. Uh, uh, they 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 look at tea leaves and cups. They uh, they they look at uh, tarot cards and all of these things. They 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 look to the prognosticators in in the media and all of these things. We need to tell them where to look. You need to look to this Bible. You need this Bible is not uh, simply words on a page. This is alive. This Bible is the living, breathing person of Jesus. Amen. And so we've got to stand up and tell them that. So and how do we do it? Just by living our lives. They're not going to listen to us a lot of times, but they're going to watch. And as they watch, they're going to learn and they're going to have a hunger develop in them more than uh, us just preaching to them. And when that hunger starts developing, then they'll come and they'll ask you the question. Then you'll have the opportunity, the ability. So I want you to imagine, she is uh, all of these hundreds of miles away, but yet she's hearing about the fame of Solomon. See, that's what I want so bad. I want people to say, boy, I, I know that couple that lives up on the hill. There's something different about them. There's a shining in their life. There's a glory being revealed in their life. Come on. Yeah, people talk about you. They do. Yeah, they see you drive by and they say, I wonder if they're still going to church over there. Come on, they talk about you. Why? Because there's a hunger there. And so you are a light in your community. You are that light. You are that ability. And so uh, all of a sudden, the, 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 the very sayings, the works of God in and through Solomon was drawing people. Well, the works that is in and through the church that is of Jesus is going to draw people. But the Queen of Sheba, when she heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him. So you and I need to be in the place and the position where we're not afraid of questions because you don't have the answer anyway. I don't have the answer anyway. When they ask, just say, if the Lord tells me, I'll tell you. If he don't, I can't help you. Amen? But Jesus is the one that wants to help you. He's the one that wants to minister to you. And so when they come, you be ready. And that's what she done. So her first step was she was in the place where she come where there was a, a, a possibility for it to be answered. So she heard of the fame of Solomon. So the first step is you and I, we've got to be in the place where we have a hearing ear. 
We've got to have a hearing ear. We've got to be in that place. If, if we're in that place where we know that God is talking, God wants to talk to you. Because He wants to talk to you more than He wants to talk to anybody. He has things to say to you. He has secrets that He wants to whisper in your ear. Isn't that something? Just think about the, the, the creator of the universe. He has something to say to you that, that will release out of His own life the desire that He has for you this day. The plan He has for you this day. All right, so hold your place right there and turn with me quickly to, to the Gospel of Luke. I, I, I just want to show you how everything ties together and why we need the old and the new working in our lives. Um, in Luke chapter 8, looks, look at verse number 5. You know this story very well, so we'll just hit it real lightly. But it says in verse number 5, a sower went to sow his seed. All right, but we're not going to read all of that. I just want you to know that we're talking about the sower is Christ and the seed is the word. Drop down to verse 8. And, and uh, some of that seed, other fell on good ground and it sprang up and it bring forth fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried. Jesus cried out. He lifted his voice. He had a desire to teach somebody. He had a desire to speak a word in their heart. Look what he cried out to them. He said, he that hath ears, she that hath ears, no gender intended, the person that hath ears to hear, let them hear. This is what she done. This is the queen of the south, the queen of Sheba. This is what she done. She come because she had heard of the wisdom that was going on there. And so you and I, we've got to believe that when the word is being sowed in our life, you have something to say. The church has something to say. The world doesn't want to. Uh, they want us to be quiet and back off in a cor uh, corner somewhere. But it's time that you and I we raise the fame of the Lord Jesus Christ, and and, and we know that if we'll do these steps. So if I get along with Jesus, He's going to give me ears to hear. He's going to speak things into my life. He's going to speak things into your life. And when you have something to say, then all of a sudden it's going to bring Him glory, and people are going to come to you. See, it completes you because you'll never be complete until you operate in what God's called you to operate in. Until you give, Jesus said, freely you have received. And so that's how we're complete in Him is when, we, when it comes full circle. The provision of God, the plan of God, the love of God, the power of God, the plan of God comes into our life. It goes out of our life and it goes into somebody else's. Amen? All right. Uh... Verse number 2, back in 1 Kings uh, chapter 10. Notice, so verse 1, she hears. Verse 2, look what happens. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with, with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. Uh, let's stop right there. So she comes to Jerusalem. She comes to Solomon. So we've got, we've got to hear about the fame of Jesus. We've got to present the fame of Jesus. And then if we're preaching this word, if we're living this word, uh, uh, and if we're coming to the Lord, it's going to cause others to come to Him. So she comes. She comes to, uh, to where the word is, to where, where wisdom is being poured out. And, and so what did Jesus say? Uh, Sister Victoria, put John seven thirty seven up there. One of our favorite verses of Scripture, we preach on it, we minister on it all the time. Jesus said, if any man, any woman, any boy, any girl thirst, let them come. 
Come unto me. So we want to be in the place and the position where uh, we follow these steps. I'm complete in Christ, but I won't know it. I won't understand it. I won't be able to walk in it unless I come to him. I, I've got to come to him. I've got to, I, I've got to come and I've got to drink of that very living water. He said that when you and I come to him in John chapter 4, that it would become a well of life, a well of water springing up inside of us. Amen. And then here he talks about that well, which is the origin, is the start. Then it turns into rivers. See, you've got to believe that you've got a river inside of you. I've got to believe I've got a river inside of me. And, and, and all of a sudden, we're in that place, in that position where we're, we're coming more to Jesus. See, right now, people don't know how to come to the Lord. They go everywhere else. They're doing what Paul warned us about in the last days, 1 Timothy chapter 4. They're, they're running to and fro and all of these things, but they're, they're not coming to the Lord. And so we've got to show people by example. Listen, we, we, we set forth a, a, a preeminent of promise. Right now, there's, there's a, a, a whole attitude of, of hopelessness, an attitude of things is uh, in, in a destructive state and it's going to get worse. Well, we know what's going to happen to the world, but we know what's going to happen to the church. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Come on, you're the church. I'm the church. And so we've got to set this parameter uh, of promise. Show people how to get in this flow and into this place. And so this is what the Queen of the South did. She, she heard about it, and then she come to where the flow was. We've got to draw people to Jesus. Not to ourselves, not to some ministry, not to some church building, but to the Lord. And I'm believing that we're going to have opportunity like never before. Because people are hurting. Come on, they're, they're, they're questioning some things in their mind. When all of a sudden, where they trusted in all of this, there's no confidence there anymore. So you and I are going to have the opportunity to give the trust to Jesus. Amen? We're living in the greatest time we've ever saw. Because it's a time where it's not about the government. Come on, it's about Jesus. It's not about our security in ourselves or in our military and all. Thank God for all of those things. But our security is in the Savior. Amen? He's the one. All right, so notice this now. Uh, and she, she heard in verse 1, verse 2, she came. But look at the last part of verse 2. And she, when she was come to Solomon, she communed. She communed with him with all that was in her heart. See, it's one thing to let people hear about Jesus. It's another thing to get them to, to the church house. We've had people in this church, oh my gosh, and the Spirit of God's moving, and, and you're seeing revelation, you're seeing what God's wanting to do, and they don't have a clue that God's wanting to bless them. He's wanting to help them. He's trying every way in the world to touch them because their heart is turned off. They're so swallowed up in... Um, uh, things that have happened and, and, and uh, mistakes in misery and all of these things that they don't know that, that Jesus is trying to reach out and touch them. Amen? How do we know that? Hold your place here and go with me to Luke 24. Uh, and let's see, Jesus shows up when you're in, uh, in that place in the position. If you'll give in to the Lord, if you'll let Him be what He wants to be in your life and you'll trust Him, He'll show up on the scene. Look at um, Luke 24, for sake of time, verse 13. Luke 24, 13. And behold, two of them that went that same day to a village called Emmaus, 
which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlongs. Verse 14, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. In other words, they were very discouraged. They thought Jesus, they thought everything he had promised, everything he had done, everything that they'd walked with him the past three and a half years, they thought it was over. And that's that's where a lot of people are at right now. They trusted in a church. They trusted in the pastor. They trusted in uh, uh, somebody else in the church. And they got let down. Things didn't work out exactly as the way they thought it should. And so now they're in, they're in a place where they're hopeless. But remember, the, the queen of the south, she heard and, and she, uh, she got to that place where she could uh, she come and she heard, but she wanted to commune. And look what the word says right here in verse 15, Luke 24, 15. And it came to pass that while they communed together, in other words, they were, they were reasoning all this thing out, uh, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. See, if we'll get together with the Spirit of God that's in you and the Spirit of God that's in me, and we say, listen, I don't understand what's happening. I don't know why this is working out this way. I don't know why, you know, we've prayed the prayer of faith about this and we've prayed the prayer of faith about that and, and we, we've stood on this word and we've stood on that word and it doesn't look like it's working. You know, but you and I, we get together and, and we commune together. Well, the Spirit of the Lord is in you. The Spirit of the Lord is in me. And where uh, the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, yes. But also... Jesus said, where two or three were gathered together in my name, he said, I would be in there. So that's what happens right here. Notice this. And Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Verse 16. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Verse 17. And he saith unto them, What manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And uh, we won't go into all of this, but I want you to know that if we keep reading on down through here and... um, All of a sudden, in verse uh, 31, when Jesus takes the bread and blesses it and breaks it, it says in verse 31, Luke 24, 31, And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. See, so this is what we've got to see, that that when we may have questions, we may have things that we haven't understood. This is like the queen of of the south. She didn't understand some things, but she come, and she heard, and she started communing. And those questions, those those deep concerns, those those deep needs, all of those things, all of a sudden she realized that God's mind was on her. Tonight, God's mind is on you. His mind is where you're at. He, he's wanting to look at your need. He's wanting to look at your circumstance. And He's wanting to show you that He's a God that is more than enough. He wants to reveal to you how much He wants to work in your life. Amen? All right. Back to 1 Kings chapter 10. And, and so she, she heard and she came, she communed. Now no, notice this. Verse number 3. And Solomon uh, told her all, all that was, all of her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. Now think about it. Because she was willing to get into that place, all of a sudden she had answers. Come on, every one of us in here tonight, we've got some questions. Why did this happen? Why am I going through this? What, what is this really about? Well, you know, all, all, every one of us, if we be honest with each other, we've got questions. Well, this is how we become complete in Him. We give Him the question, and it may be the time for the answer that we're looking for, and it may not be. He may have a completely different answer to complete us. In other words, I may have the wrong question. 
You know what I mean? A lot of times in my life, I had the wrong question. I thought that the question I was asking was going to answer the need that I had. But he gave me the question that I really was looking for and then the answer. In other words, he completed me. He fulfilled that. He, that, that empty spot was there. So uh, you, you've got to believe that. I've got to believe that. Look at uh, John 2.24. John 2.24. It says, uh, But Jesus did not commit himself unto them. This is when he's having uh, this confrontation with all the, uh, the religious leaders of his time. But look what it says, the last part of the verse. Because he knew all men. Jesus knows all men. He, he knows the very intents and the thoughts of our heart. The psalmist David said in Psalms 139, that he said, Lord, you know the word in my mouth before I even speak it. Isn't that something? So go over to Hebrews chapter 4. Let's read verse 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, talking about Jesus, but all things are naked and open under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So I, I, need, to, I need to be in the place where I, 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 I hear about the Lord, I come to the Lord, I commune with him, and I let him tell me some truth. Come on, I'm talking about how I can be complete in him. I, in other words, I, I, what did Adam and Eve, they, they had to... They hid themselves, right? When they realized that they lost the glory of the Lord. And so that's when the first sacrifice come to place. God killed his own animals for them. Come on, they didn't kill the animals. They didn't know how to do it. They didn't know what death was. But God showed them what their transgression, what it caused. And he brought forth that blood and he brought forth that, that skins to clothe them. And... and and he showed them, now you can be in my presence. That's an Old Testament type in a shadow. But now you and I, we're completely, uh, our sins are not just covered over, not just rolled back. They're gone. Come on, you're forgiven. And, and so I've got to be in the place and the position where I say, Lord, I know that everything about my life is naked before you. Everything is open. So you understand me. You have a hope in me. You have a confidence in me. You, you, you have a plan in my life. And so I want to I come and I want to let you tell me my heart. See, I don't know certain things about my life. I don't know why I do certain things. You know, I've shared with you. There's some things. I'm on a quest in my life. I'm on a journey with the Lord for Him to reveal to me why I have uh, weak areas. I want to know the truth. I don't want to know the devil's version of it. I want to know, thus saith the Lord. I want to know where I can step up over that in Jesus Christ, and I can have victory, I can have peace, I can have a testimony that talks about my past being swallowed up in the promise of Jesus. Amen? Don't you want that for everything about your life? It's available to us. All we've got to say is, Lord, I know, I know that you know. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to let your wisdom work in my life. I, 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 see, I used to put Jesus in a box. And if we're not careful, if we'll be honest with each other, we've all done that. Lord, I want to know this, but I want to know it under this condition. That's not going to work. But here she comes, the queen of, uh, of the south. She comes and she has an open heart. She's, she's, she's walking in these steps that changes everything. Okay. Uh, back to First Kings.
Look at verse number 4. 1 Kings 10 and 4. This is her fourth step. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all of Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built. Now, let's think about this. We know uh, it's amazing how uh, the types and the shadows are. But we know that Jesus is building a house. And you and I, we're a part of that house. Uh, Solomon, he spent seven years building the Lord's house. And if you and I looked at it, we would be in awe of what he built because it was a type of, of, of the very uh, the, the, the house of God, the body of God, the, the body of Christ. The, all of those things was to show how special and how uh, magnificent what God was building. Come on, he's building his own family, amen? But at the same time, Solomon got off and he spent 13 years building his own house. We can be. We got to be cautious about what we're building. Amen. Another sermon for another time. But I want you to see that she come and she saw. So we want to be able to bring people to the place where they're not. See, you may not agree with me on everything. I may not agree with you on everything. That doesn't matter. What matters is that we know that we're serving a God that's going to make us one. He's going to make us one. He's building a house. In other words. Uh, your differences, they're not going to weaken me. My weakness, my differences are not going to weaken you. They're going to make us stronger. Because you're going to present your differences to me in love, and it may open up a door for me to change some things. My differences may open up a door for you to change some things. And all of a sudden, Jesus is getting glory in all of it, and we're, the house is being built. Amen? So I want you to imagine, here she comes. Now, she's had a whole lifestyle that has been outside of the covenant of God. She doesn't understand the covenant of God. She doesn't know anything about this other than what was handed down through Noah. All right? And that whole family line. This is, the, this is the, the, where the word has come through is through uh, this part of the, of the tribes and all of these things. And so she comes, and as she comes, she sees the wisdom, and she sees what wisdom will build. Come on, a life not in this world, not of this world, but a life from heaven. A, a, a life being built by Christ, amen? And she all of a sudden, she thinks, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I've been searching for all my life. See, people, they don't know what they're looking for. They think they're looking for the next fix. They think they're looking for the next car, the next house, whatever it may be. All of these things, they don't know that there's something that will complete them. But because you and I are being completed as we let... God's will, His work, His way come through us, it brings it to them. Amen? Amen. So when the Queen of Sheba had seen all of Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, now, verse 5, and the meat of his table. The meat of his table. Hold your place right there and think about it. Uh, you know Psalms 34, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is... Oh. We need to taste and see how good the Lord is. That's what she's doing. She, she, she's in that place. She saw what wisdom would build. Wisdom is, is the Lord. She saw that. And she saw this house. And, and, and notice what happens. At the meat of his table and sitting all of his servants and the attendants uh, of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his accent. Now mark this down in your mind's eye. And his accent by which he went up into the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. It took her breath away. Remember the old pop song, You Take My Breath Away? Come on. This is what she saw. She was in that place 
for she's seeing the glory of the Lord. Now, you, you and I, we, we read this and we can't understand it. I want you to imagine Solomon's house. Took, can you imagine building a house that took 13 years to build it? So let's, let's get that in our mind. But what she's sitting down at his table. And remember, this is a type and a shadow of the marriage supper of the Lamb. See, you and I, we got to get a picture of the spiritual connotation of this. When we sit down at the marriage supper, your name is written there. You, you, your name is, nobody can sit there but you, amen? And everything is there that God has for you and I. And we're having this great feast showing that, that the, 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 the lamb, what he has done for us, where the bride can make herself ready. We're ready. Amen. So she's getting a hint, a taste in the natural of what is going to come in the future. Amen. Revelation 19, you can, you can meditate on that and let that get in your heart. But as she's looking at all of that and she's seeing what God has done in and through the people, all of a sudden Solomon stands up and he starts leaving his house and he starts climbing these stairs to the house of the Lord. You say, well, what does that mean? That's what happens when you and I, when we present, when we bring a meal of Jesus to people and we start lifting up Jesus, He starts ascending. In other words, He's in your heart, He's in my heart, He's in our words, our testimony. But we start lifting Him up, He starts climbing up and He starts bringing glory from heaven into this meal that we're presenting to people, in this truth, in this revelation that we're giving to people. Because this word ascent, if you look it up, but Genesis 8.20, we've got to see that it doesn't mean uh, just going higher, though it does, but it means to go higher like the smoke of a sacrifice. Think about, okay, here's, uh, here's what Noah did. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and he took every clean beast and every clean fowl, and he offered the burnt offerings on the altar. This is after uh, the flood, okay? And so as, as that offering went up, the smoke ascended, it arose, and it went unto God, and it was that, and, and, and it brought a, a well-pleasing uh, action to the Lord. Well, this is what Solomon is, is, is doing. As he's got the Queen of Sheba here, and as she's tasting and seeing how good the Lord is, all of a sudden, he starts climbing to the house of the Lord. And as he starts going up, the majesty is being revealed. Now, don't get caught up on the natural. See it in the spiritual. Amen? And, and, and so that's what happens when you and I start talking about Jesus. When we start witnessing. When we start telling how good God is. When we start pre- presenting this meal of the Lord and, and our role in uh, the family of God. See, everyone, I've noticed it said uh, the servants, the attendants of his ministers, their apparel, uh, the cupbearers, all of those things. See, when people stop looking at your outside and they start seeing the Holy Ghost on you. When they start seeing the word come out of you, all of a sudden it's not about you any longer. It's about the one who saved you, delivered you. The one who has, has brought a great work in your life. Amen? And you start climbing. And you're, what are you doing? You're bringing them from where they're at in the natural. You're bringing them to that next level in Jesus. Amen? Can you get a picture of that in your heart? And there was no more spirit in her. She lost her breath. It was so glorious. Now, why is that so important? Because you and I, we've got to get people out of their own spirit and in the Holy Spirit, in the ghost of the living God. Amen? Come on, we've got to, we've got to let them get out, empty out of self 
and fill up with him. And the only way they can do it is when Jesus gets glorified. And he's only glorified in his church. Come on, say, I'm his church. Genesis 22.1. Let's look just for a second. Look at these first three verses of this 22nd chapter. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt. We know that's not a good translation. Uh, God uh, tested Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, take your laughter, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Now look at verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. This is in the same location. And as he went up Mount Moriah, this is how, this is a type and a shadow of, 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 of Solomon's house this, this staircase tying these two mountains together. See, God made the children of Israel pass between these two mountains. And, and if they obeyed the Lord, all the blessings of the Lord come on them. If they disobeyed the Word of God, all the curses come upon them. But see, when you and I are in Jesus, He took the curse for us, and we're the blessed of Abraham. And, and, and so this burnt offering, I want you to see it, that when you offer an offer of sacrifice of praise when you offer your time, when you offer uh, the, the opportunity for you to be offended because somebody doesn't want to hear what you have to say, all of these things, when you stand in that place, in that gap of giving them Jesus, it causes this offering to rise up. It, it causes God to have an opportunity to be glorified. And, and so uh, you've got to know that you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. Amen? Okay, let's go back to First Kings. First Kings... Um, Verse number 6. Here's the fifth thing she did. 5 out of 7. And she said to the king. Notice, she doesn't do any talking until she's seen him glorified. See, when you and I lift up Jesus, then there's a place and there's an opportunity for somebody to talk. We're seeing the protocol of being us being complete, but us completing somebody else. And she said to the king, It is a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom, verse 7, howbeit I believe not. Come on, we can relate to this. We knew God was real, but we didn't believe in Him. Remember? We lived our own life. But I believe not the words until I, what? I came. And my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I had heard. In other words, when you and I lift up Jesus, all of a sudden somebody can experience Jesus for themselves. Yeah. And when they experience Him for themselves, then it's not about your testimony or my testimony anymore. It's about their testimony. They know that this Jesus is real. Amen? So we've got to give audience to the King because in this audience is in the place where we become complete in him and to him. And she said to the king, it is a true report. Now, can you imagine? Now, in, uh, in Matthew chapter 27, I think it's about verse 54. You remember the centurion is there. And when Jesus gives up the ghost, 
He says, truly, something to this effect. He said, truly, that was the Son of God. Now, can you imagine, you know, we talk about everybody else's testimony, but can you imagine the power of His testimony? I mean, He was part of them that went down through their breaking legs, making sure they died. But He gets to Jesus, a healthy young man, already gone, but he, as, he, as he watched uh, up to the point where Jesus died and watched him give up the ghost, he had something change in his life. Isn't that amazing? And so he's like the queen of the south here. All of a sudden, he's got a testimony. Truly, this is the Son of God. See, that's what we've got to believe, that we're going to be able to be used by the Lord to get somebody to testify that Jesus is who he says he is. Amen? All right. Uh, verse 8, she said, Happy are thy men, blessed are thy men, happy are thy servants, blessed are thy servants from the Hebrew, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. Now notice this. This is her sixth step. Verse number 10. And she gave the king, she gave Solomon... A hundred and twenty talents of gold and of spices, very great store and precious stones. And there came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Now, once again, we can get caught up, you know, and all these things in the natural. But you've got to see in the spiritual what this is painting. You, you and I, we've got to give our whole being to the Lord. When we give our whole being to Him, that's when we become complete in Him. See, I can give God some money. If my heart's not in it, I haven't gave Him anything. I can give the Lord my time like the little widow woman did that just had two mites. And I give Him my heart and my time. I gave Him everything. That's what He's wanting. But I, I, I want you to see here that because of these steps... All of a sudden, she's walking in this and she's seeing who she is because of this wisdom that is coming into her life that just naturally she wants to give back to Jesus. See, that's what you do. You naturally give back to the Lord. Well, that pleases Him. And that's a witness to Him. And that's a testimony uh, for Him. And so you need to be in the place like we talked about this morning, Luke 6.38, give. Come on, that's what you do. And it shall be, not, not maybe, not possibly, it shall be given back unto you, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Well, what are they talking about in that whole context? They're talking about forgiveness, grace, mercy, love. Thank God for all the other things, but we've we got to have the proper perspective there. Amen? That's ours to give because He gave it to us and now we've got that seed in our life and we can't outgive God. Amen? So, can you imagine here, as she's giving all these things to Solomon, uh, that, that, how that touched Solomon. Can you imagine now, when you give the Lord your heart, how that touches Him? In other words, you say, Lord, I could be upset with this person, but I'm not. By faith, I forgive them. By faith, I give them grace and mercy. See, then you become complete because then all of a sudden that area in your life where you're being hindered by the enemy, Matthew 18, where you're being tormented by the enemy, 
that tormentor has lost his ground, his open door, his ability to do what he done before. Come on, full circle. That's how you become complete. Okay. Um, verse 13. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire. See, because she's in that place. He gave to her all of her desire. See, the Bible says in James chapter 4 that you and I, that we have not because we ask not. So we need to ask. Uh, but God is a God that is so giving, so beyond our understanding. Look what the Word says. And King Solomon gave unto the Queen Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked. But look, look at this. Beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. This simply means whatever Solomon had in his hand that he wanted to give, he gave to her. She didn't even have to ask. Look it up. You can look it up just as well as I can. Don't take my word for it. Look up royal bounty. What's in the hands of Jesus? You are complete in Him. I am complete in Him. Amen? It's there. And it's His good pleasure. Um, Luke 12, 32, maybe. Um, Out of the mouth of Jesus, fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you what? That's the king, that's Jesus, and his dominion. Well, if you've got dominion, then you're not under the feet of the enemy. You have dominion, amen? Because you've got Jesus. All right? So, uh, we need to walk that out. We need to believe that. We need to see that it's, it's the Father's good pleasure. So, everything that Solomon had that was, in, that was his good pleasure, that was in his, in his hand, he gave it to her. So, you and I, we, we don't need to think that God's trying to hold anything back from us. See, the devil wants to, he tries to get us back into law. Well, if I've prayed enough, if I've gave enough, if I've done the, put back on me. No, it's not about me. It's about what Jesus has done. Amen? I'm not getting back under the bondage of law. I'm going to live in grace. And grace says that I'm qualified because of my faith in Jesus. Amen? Okay. Uh, so she turned, and this is the seventh and last thing, so you can relax. Verse 13, so she turned and went to her own country. She and her servants. So, see, you and I, we've got to understand that the way that we truly become complete as we started this message is that you've got to give out uh, what God has put in you. You've got to let, let, it, let it come full circle. If God's gave you grace... He sowed grace in your life for you to sow grace into others' life. If He gave you mercy. So whatever God has put in your life, He's put it in there. Now, you may not want to hear this, but it's the truth. If there's something about somebody that's bugging you, all of a sudden, because that's bugging you, now you are responsible for them in that situation. Yep. See, because all of a sudden, whatever's bugging you about that person, if that has come up so strong in you that you can't see or think about nothing else but what they're doing or saying, then now you're responsible to pray about that. 
you're responsible to help them in that. It's the truth. All right. So she turned and she went to her own country, she and her servants. So you've got to go to the place of, of, of working what God's revealed to you. God said, Jesus said, never cast your pearl before swine. And so when, when the Lord brings revelation and unction in your life, in my life, then we've got to say, I'm going to go back. To, to where the, remember the madman that we, we call him the madman from Gadara you can look at him in Mark chapter 5 you can look in Luke chapter 8 remember after Jesus delivered him and made him a missionary he went from a madman to a missionary he wanted to go with Jesus remember he went and sat down in the ship with Jesus and Jesus said no he said go back to your home country return return and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you. That's what the Queen of the South did. That's what this is about. This is what, what Sheba done. She took everything that had been gave to her and she took it back to her own country. And so if Jesus turned that madman into a missionary, how much more can he turn you and I into the missionaries of these last days? If we'll just simply take what he's gave us and be willing to give it to somebody else. We can't hide it under a bushel. We can't do like the uh, the person who had the one talent and hide it in the clay. Dig a hole in Come on, this is the clay. we got to open it up and let it shine. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. I thank you, Lord, that you have gave us a little deeper level and understanding of some truth. Lord, and I ask that you help us to apply it. If there's any confusion right now, we bind that spirit of confusion. And we just ask that your Holy Spirit of truth just solidify this word down deep in our hearts. Help us, show us how to apply it every day of our lives where we can walk it out for your glory. We'll be quick to praise you for it. Let there be complete peace in people's lives. Let us be challenged, not critical. Let us be hopeful, not helpless. Let us be in the place where we're not a hindrance, but we're a help. Because we're doing what you said we could do. We ask these things, believing that we will receive greater liberty to be able to be liberal in all those things of truth that you gave unto us. Let it be, Lord, in Jesus' name. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want to, to do these seven steps. I, any area in my life I'm not complete in... I want to come, and I want to be like the Queen of the South. I want to come to all wisdom. I want to come to truth. And I, I want to ultimately be in the place and position where I see you ascend higher and higher. Because I know if I'm in you and you're in me, then I'm not here in my limitation. I'm not here in my heartache and my hurt. I'm in the place of the helper. I have complete hope and confidence. Would you come tonight and, and just let the Spirit of God minister grace and mercy to you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord.